Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Aria Hawani, back with another episode of DC in Hawani. I hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. And I hope you're ready to finish out the year strong. We got a great show today with a lot of fun things to discuss. But first, as you know, I love the NBA. And as you probably know, the NBA is coming back in less than a month, 22 days to be exact. I can't wait. And all season long, everyone is going to be talking about Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? Is he going to sign? Is he going to not sign? Blah, 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 blah. Everyone wants to know about Giannis. Well, guess what? If you want to learn more about what makes this player so special, the great Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks, well, you have to check out the Giannis Draft podcast put together by the legendary Adrian Wojnarowski, who is the voice of the NBA here at ESPN. It's a three-part podcast series. Adrian hosts it. It's a tremendous listen. So to find it, just search for the Woj Pod wherever you find your podcast. And trust me, three parts, they fly by. If you haven't listened to it yet, you'll thank me later. It's a phenomenal listen. All right, on to today's program. And as always, a reminder that listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Now making their way to the microphone, DC and Helwani. It's exactly how all your meals are cooked inside of your house. Oh, he's playing. Wait, is that a shot of my wife? All the meals are. Er, 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 (laughs) Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Helwani. Back in your life on this first week of December 2020. Are we sure? Hello, Gunnar. I mean, are we sure? Yes, we are sure. Are we sure? Well, yes, we are First sure. week of December, we are sure. even though technically well, it is November. Today's the last day of November, but tomorrow, if someone's watching or listening to this, it will be the first day of December, and technically this is the first week of December, so I'm like, trying to cover my... It's one of those it's awkward one of those times. Things, it's, no, it's one of those things, right? It's one of those things that I constantly try to talk you off the ledge from doing. It's like, <laughs> don't be aerial, right? There's so many situations, guys, that I have to ask this dude, don't be aerial. Don't go aerial on me. And this is one of those things where he insisted... That we had to say the first week of December, even though technically we're still in November for another day. Because look, like my kid asked me last week, man, people start putting up Christmas decorations. Yep. He was like, why? What about Thanksgiving? Like everybody wants to rush through November to get to December when I'm here. I'm living in today. I'm living in November for one more day because it's one of my favorite months, right? Hey, election was this month. Yep, Thanksgiving yep. was this month. It, you know, this is a good month. Uh, Live in is- November. For the last, I, I just wanted to. I wanted to encompass the entire week. Let me just oh, tell okay. everyone: you're okay. watching DC and Hawani, fastest growing show here at ESPN. Yes, uh, that is DC. Daniel Cormier in DC. How about that? Yes, DC. Yes, DC. Yes, it works. I mean, it works. Talk about synergy, man. You talk about. And I'm Hawani, Ariel Hawani. By the way, uh, your Thanksgiving. I trust that it was a good one. Yeah, you oh, had it was jerk chicken or whatever it was. Jerk turkey. It was, was fantastic. It? Or okay, it was supposed to be a jerk turkey, right? Yes. It was fantastic, and I talked to my buddy L all week about it. But then Selena pulled the plug. Her and her sister both panicked about the virus. I swear she was worried about we have a little nephew named Bronze who's too young to wear a mask. So he would have had to flown on the plane with no mask. Uh, Selena's sister did not want to do that to her son too young. Um, Selena did not want people flying into the house from Los Angeles, which is a hotbed for the virus. So at the 23rd hour. It was wow. over. There was no jerk turkey to be had by me. But it was wow. still a fantastic Thanksgiving. But I looked had turkey. I had turkey. Okay. I had turkey, but I did not have the jerk turkey. And uh, L had it back home and told me that it was fantastic. So, well, I'll um, for the next time. As you said, Thanksgiving has come and gone. But of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't wish you and your family a happy National Mason Jar Day. Today is National <laughs> Mason Jar Day. Uh, it's a very big deal. We all Wait. got a Mason Jars today. <laughs> <laughs> National Mason Jar Day? Yes. National you... Mason Jar Day? Yes. That... <laughs> 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 So please, oh, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? So please be sure to do you uh, just Google and hope that there's a holiday every Monday. Like what is be the most far out holiday I can find for this dude? Because I know this dude hasn't heard of any Mason Jar days. Like what? We drink out of Mason Jars here, the Hawaii household. We recycle them and drink out of them. And I want to remind everyone. The only everyone, thing I ever saw in the Mason Jar was figs. 
Back in Louisiana, they put figs in there and they would like make them like do something before they turn them into pies in Louisiana, like Mason National Mason Jar Day. Well, that is a great story and a great how is Mason cause. Jar is a holiday. How is that listen, a holiday? Listen, you I don't make the rules. I don't make I don't make the holidays. Mason Jar Day and tell me we're going to move on to the next thing. How is that a holiday? D.C. Who celebrates that? I just celebrate them, okay? I don't make the rules around here. Now, you talk about a great cause. I have an even better cause for you, Daniel Cormier, because you may be wondering right now why I'm wearing a T-shirt. You know, usually yeah. I'm here, Look nice button down. down. Yeah, plaid shirt usually. This time, <laughs> I'm stepping things up. I am wearing, do you see, a Booyah T-shirt. You can see it right over here. It mm -hmm. says Booyah Beautiful. on it. And this is Beautiful. a very important and special t-shirt for many reasons. DC, as you may know, this is the 14th annual V-Week. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and of course, this is a big deal here at ESPN. Uh, the Stuart Scott Memorial Research Fund is a very big deal. And this shirt is in honor of the late, great Stuart Scott, who was an icon at ESPN. Unfortunately, uh, several years ago, he passed away after his long and inspiring um, fight with cancer. And this weekend, DC, as you may recall, because I think that you called the uh, the event last week, it's yep. the uh, the UFC Fight Like Hell Fight Night. Yeah. This weekend, the show on December fifth, headlined by Jack Hermanson and now Marvin Vittori, which we'll get to mm -hmm. later in the program. We have so much to talk about on today's show between UFC this past weekend, the boxing, and all that stuff. But I did want to let everyone know, DC, that you can go to Stewart dot threadless dot com to purchase this Booyah T-shirt in honor of the late great. Stuart Scott, $25 of every shirt sold will go directly to the Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Fund, and it will help raise awareness by taking, oh, we, 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 we are going to do this. Uh, I'm going to wear this. I'm going to post it on social media and all that stuff. And also, yes. if you go to stuart.threadless.com, uh, you can get one of these shirts. This uh, V-Week runs, the 14th annual V-Week runs from December 1st to December 12th. And a little bit about the, uh, the V Foundation. Uh, this particular um, Cancer Memorial Research Fund in honor of Stuart Scott was established in 2015 after his passing. It's going to be almost six years, D.C., in January since he passed. Um, the goal is to stop disparities in cancer diagnosis and, and outcomes among minority populations. And by the way, the fund has raised more than $10.5 million in grants distributed since 2015. And again, this event on Saturday is the Fight Like Hell UFC Fight Night. It's on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. So go right now to stuart.threadless.com to buy this Booyah t-shirt. And that's where you can learn more about the Stuart Scott Cancer Memorial Research Fund. Um, I'm wearing the shirt. I noticed that you are not wearing the shirt. Wait, stop. Stop. So, wait. so stop. Listen, as you said, it's very important at ESPN to honor the great Stuart Scott, right? I remember one time I was in Baltimore, I believe, and Stuart was coming out of a hotel and it was the first time I ever laid eyes on him. And I just remember that he had changed the way sports broadcasting felt, right? It wasn't so straightforward, right? It was hip hop. It was rap. It was pop culture references. He just changed the way people covered sports. And so I remember watching his last, the SP speech, and it was just so touching. And, and, um, this is a great cause. And I remember last year watching as I spoke about my father, as Paul Felder spoke about his father, and watching the amount of money that was raised on the night of the fights, it was truly inspiring. We Now I go back. I am not wearing my shirt because ESPN still trusts me to be responsible. At times they shouldn't because I got my shirt at home and I was supposed to take it. I forgot I was coming to Washington, D.C. So when I packed in a hurry, as I always am, I forgot the shirt, but, but Ariel, but it is important to me as I am part of the ESPN family now. So I made an effort, right? I made an effort. I made a phone a call. plus effort. I made a phone call out to Washington, D.C. to my friend Teague Moore, who's the head coach at American University. I said, Teague, do you know a T-shirt shop? He goes, no, but my, I, I have a print thing that my daughters make shirts with. And he goes, let's try to throw them together. Send me the logo. So he did. And first, this one here was the first attempt, right? It's not, it's not a bad attempt, if you ask it's not me. Bad. It's just booyah, right? Like, we didn't get the logos on there, but you can see the, you can screen, you can see the print. You can see the screen print. Then, but oh, no, that was the second attempt. First attempt was pretty bad, actually. This, he he almost insisted I didn't wear this. This one, okay. <laughs> this was not a good attempt. I mean, right? It was it, white. This does not look like what you're wearing at all in the least bit. So we put it, we didn't wear this one. Now, this morning, I tried to wear this one. I thought this one, 
was yeah, a pretty good a, one, right? Because we got the I think logos it looks great. and everything. Yeah. I think it looks great. It's screen printed on. Um, we, we decided not to, but I will be putting this on my social media because I believe the cause is so special. But look, I made an attempt. Oh, it you made a great attempt. In fact, I think you got sent two T-shirts, right? I mean, yeah, I think yeah you, it means enough to me to try. Them. Right. Yeah. It means enough to me to try. And I gave it a shot. Now, I wish I, I'm going to wear mine probably and I'm going to definitely put it up on my social media because any way to help as I've been touched by cancer uh, so close to my family, um, I'm all in. Uh, for those maybe non-American uh, fans who didn't grow up with Stuart Scott like you and I did, Booyah was one of his catchphrases. Yeah. And uh, like you said, he sort of revolutionized the way sports center highlights were read for me growing up i grew up in canada and the the first introduction that i had to espn was dan patrick and keith olbermann they were the big show on sports center right and i would go on vacation with my family and i was blown away by sports center because they would play it all morning there was like a loop right and in canada when when i was growing up they never talked about basketball and i loved basketball and then i come to america i remember being in boston at a hotel with my family and i'm like whoa this channel talks about the nba i love the nba and initially i was introduced to patrick and olbermann but they were a little bit older then i'm introduced to stuart scott who was the coolest guy on yeah. tv and rich eisen and what yes. a great duo they were scott would words you know like with phrases like cooler than the other side of the pillow. Remember yeah. those, you know, I like the way you work it. No diggity. He would use, you know, rap lines in his uh, highlight reads. And it was mind blowing as, you know, a teenager, like this guy is so cool. All the players respected him when he would do like when, when the NBA champion would get the award, he would be there with, it was just so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. I got to tell you 1999, I'm at game two of the Eastern conference semis Knicks and Hawks, remember 1999 lockout season, Knicks were the eighth seed going into the playoffs, beat the Miami Heat on a last second shot by the great Allen Houston in game five to advance, knocking off the first seeded uh, Miami Heat, then play the Atlanta Hawks, the fourth seed in the second round. And I went to game three, excuse me, game two was in Atlanta, game three in New York City, the first playoff game I ever went to with my beloved New York Knicks. And I remember seeing Stuart Scott hosting the post-game coverage from the court. And I was with my friend, Mo Liebman. And I was like, oh my God, there's Stuart Scott. I couldn't care less about any player. And I mm-hmm. waited and I stuck my hand down and he gave me a fist bump. Stuart wow. Scott, my friend, as you're seeing it right now, my friend took a picture of it. I have a picture of <laughs> fist bumping. Stuart Scott, I was so excited that Mind day. blown. An icon. Mind an when you saw him in Baltimore, did you talk to him? Bro, I was so, I was, I was so scared. Ah. I just, I said, Stuart Scott and I waved. He just kind of waved, but like I was a little bit of a way. I was, I was wrestling back then, you know, and I didn't know, I didn't have many like interactions with celebrities. Right. So I didn't know what those interactions would lead to. And remember, I told you my interactions with some NBA players back in 2004 weren't the best. So I was like, ah, I don't know if it's going to be, I'm going to get dogged out, but he didn't. He waved and he went along his business. And plus like, as you move into life, like, and as I, in my life today, I understand that by, not imposing myself was probably the best thing because it's, it's very difficult at times to just kind of do your own thing sometimes. So I was happy that I was able, I saw him there and I, I saw him again afterwards, but I remember seeing Stuart Scott and just, I just knew he changed every, he just changed it. Right. Cause it was all the way back to when the way, the way Berman would read uh, the, the NFL highlights, it was like, Oh, it was starting to kind of loosen up. And then Stuart Scott, man, it just sounded like someone that would speak like I spoke. Right. He would say some of the things that I said, and it just felt good to see it on TV. It's people like Stuart Scott. And I'll never forget when I found out that he passed. It was it was heartbreaking. People like him that made me want to come and work for ESPN, who mm-hmm. who made me want to dream. It felt like the coolest place to work. And so what was you know so cool about Stuart towards the end of his his life and he died at such a young age was the fact that he actually took a great liking to mixed martial arts. He, yeah, was he did start training. He started training and also like champion the cause, I'm told, within ESPN to start covering it more. I believe he trained one time with Tyron Woodley. There's footage of him training and uh, it, it helped him greatly. He was, you know, trying to stay in shape and whatnot and was a big proponent of the sport and a big supporter of the sport. So I think it's really cool that this event, like last year's event in Washington, I do believe that was the uh, – I believe, was it in Washington? Yeah, it was in Washington. It was, was yeah. Washington, yeah. Is the Fight Like Hell event. Why is it called the Fight Like Hell event? Because um, prior to his passing at the SPs, Stuart Scott gave an amazingly inspiring speech. One of the greatest speeches I've ever ever witnessed live. He said to fight like hell, that you got to keep fighting and and, and you got to keep moving forward. So You're uh, sitting there watching that and his family comes up on stage afterwards and you're like, wow, this is 
tremendous, right? Because it was visible. You could see Stewart had changed, right? He was in a long battle with the with the disease, and you could see that he was just gonna, wasn't going to give up on himself, and it was inspiring. And it's 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 every it's all these you know Jimmy V Foundation, like he said, you know, in in cooperation with the Jimmy V Foundation, like when Jimmy V gave that speech at the ESPYS, yeah. we have seen some of the greatest single greatest speeches of all time at the ESPYS by people that we have held on high for so long. So fantastic cause happy to be a part of it in the way that we can today, uh, being that I'm not on the broadcast this weekend, but uh, truly, truly inspired by Stuart Scott, Jimmy Valvano and everybody else that have fought to try to help uh, fight this nasty disease. Yeah. I don't know a single adult who hasn't been affected by cancer in one way, shape or form like you uh, and, and the way you spoke about it last year, uh, my father-in-law had stage four cancer, colon cancer. He is now uh, the president of his own uh, Canadian Cancer Association uh, Foundation, where they try to raise awareness uh, for cancer research. So very similar to what the V Foundation does. My uncle passed away of colon cancer. So everyone's been affected. It's a great cause. Again, uh, go to uh, stuart.threadless.com to buy this t-shirt. Booyah. It's cool. Carolina blue. And uh, you can support it. It's all for a great cause. So we wanted to talk about that at the top of the show. And that's this weekend's fight night. Let's talk about last weekend's fight night. All right. Let's talk about what happened. So we thought that the main event was going to be Derek Lewis against Curtis Blades. Unfortunately, on Friday morning, we found out that Curtis Blades was out of the fight. He had to withdraw after testing positive for COVID-19. And so the event, the main event, I should say, got canceled. And so they bumped up Anthony Smith versus Devin Clark. Now, what would, you know, what would happen afterwards was really interesting, DC, because as we know, in this crazy time, when these co-main events are getting bumped up, recently they've been doing them as a three-round main event, right? Yeah. You know, the guys aren't training for five rounds. Everyone understands. My understanding was Anthony Smith called the UFC and said, I wanted five rounds. He was preparing for a three-round fight, as was Devin Clark. My understanding was, Several top executives at the UFC said, sure, five rounds, great for us. Main event, why not? Dana White, for whatever reason, said, let's just do it three rounds. Let's just keep it, you know, keep it as it was, three rounds. Anthony Smith called Dana White himself and said, I want three, I want five rounds. Give me five rounds. And he convinced them and they went five rounds. In the end, they didn't need it. It went like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, only one. But that, I thought that was a really interesting thing. And when you consider the fact that Anthony Smith has had a very tough year, lost two fights, got beat up really badly by Glover Teixeira and everything that happened in that fight with his corner, then lost to Alexander Rakic, plus the home invasion. It's been a really tough year for Anthony Smith. The question I ask you is, is Anthony Smith back? Or did he just beat a guy who maybe isn't at his level? You know, Anthony Smith is still very viable in that weight class. I really believe that. With that being said, um, very impressive performance. I thought he did great. Him asking for a five-round fight, very courageous. Uh, and the fact that you can convince Dana to do anything is very, very important to you and and, and your standing in the promotion. But um, he beat Devin Clark, who has shown improvement, right? Devin has gotten better. But Devin Clark is, is not a guy that is fighting at the top of the, the, the division, right? So... Anthony, it's good for him to get a victory in that way, but he has to go out and beat another guy. Go beat the guys that he did before. Because reality is, you know, he's very valuable to the weight class, and he's so good and so tough and so skilled, but those are the fights that you're supposed to win, right? You're supposed to win that fight on Saturday. He did. Now he can go back to building himself up towards another championship fight. You know, when this fight was announced, I reached out to Anthony. I have a good relationship with him. Uh, I have no problem saying I think he's truly one of the good guys in this sport, mm -hmm. has a great heart, is turning into a great broadcaster as well. He's great on the desk, but it's just a good guy, right? Yeah, and I is. said, you know, welcome back. You know, do you like the fight? I was just curious. And I'll be honest, and I don't want to speak for him, but this was the conversation we had. He wasn't all that psyched about the matchup. He felt like, you know, uh, it was all a step respect, down. A yes. Step down. Yeah. Well, that's what happened when the fight was announced. It was like, oh, I spoke to you about this a while back. I don't know exactly who we were talking about. It was Tyron Woodley. And I was mm. like, Tyron needs a guy that kind of is a little bit back in the rankings. Mm. But how do you do that with a former champion that has defended his belt so many times? Anthony got that, right? So even though he may not have liked it, he got that. He needed that reset. So in the long run, this will be good for him. 
because Absolutely. you get to feel good about yourself after a victory. And you heard him say it at the press conference. He's like, I, I almost forgot what winning felt like. Yeah. Right. Like that's crazy to see for a guy that's as talented as Anthony Smith. But when you're fighting killers like Jones, Teixeira, Rakich, like you, you can lose those fights and he lost those fights. So it felt good to take a step back, feel good about yourself and start to move back forward in the rankings and on a path towards trying to become a, a contender again, because right now uh, he isn't, but I, I thought it was a good, good, good place for Anthony. We love MMA and the UFC because there are very rarely at, at the top, right? In the major leagues of MMA, there, there, are, there are rarely tune-up fights, right? You don't see that. You see that a lot more in boxing. I don't mind tune-up fights, especially in a case like this. If Devin Clark wins, you got a new name. And yep. if not, Anthony gets his mojo back. He gets his confidence back. You cannot overlook how important the feeling is of getting your hand raised. Oh. And that's what I said to Anthony. Do what you got to do. Get back on track. And then you'll get those big dogs afterwards. Yeah. And I just feel like looking at him, like it felt like an 800-pound gorilla was taking off his shoulders, right? He got a win, a finish, a submission, a quick one, right? Now let's see. Because I got to be honest with you, DC, after the Glover fight, I was worried about Anthony. And then after that fight, when he comes back so soon and fights an up-and-comer like Alexander Rakic and looked the way he did, he looked listless. Remember what we talked about? He looked listless. He didn't look as good. Yeah, he didn't look as good. He didn't look as good physically. He didn't look as good like like he was as prepared up top. Exactly. So this is just what the doctor ordered for him, right? This was perfect for Anthony Smith. I was happy to see him get his hand raised. I was happy to see him back on track. And now there's a lot of options. You know, after the fight, they were talking about Paul Craig, who had a nice win over Shogun Hua. And I think that's a good fight. But I want to offer you a different kind of fight. I want to offer you a better fight. I want to see. I think the time is now, dare I say, Anthony Smith, Luke Rockhold. Let's go. Let's go. That's a fight. That's a fight. That's another fight. Yeah, that's a good fight. I think Luke... Coming back and fighting Anthony Smith, I think they had some bad blood a while back. They had back bad and, blood. Remember yeah, when he a- lost to Jones, Luke was kind of saying that he was a scrub and all that stuff. And then and Anthony got really mad about that. Remember, he got really dis- – he felt disrespected and he went after him at the press conference. There's bad blood there. Luke is coming back, right? I wouldn't, I mean, mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Luke and Anthony if Luke came back. But I would honestly prefer Luke back at 185. Mm. I'd prefer Luke to go back to 185 and, and, and fight there. That's just where he – that's just where he's more natural. I mean, he's, you know, he, and, and hey, guess what? Guess what? The Jan Bohovic loss, in hindsight, doesn't look doesn't all that, that bad yeah. anymore, that right? Like, it does not look all that bad anymore. Everybody talk, oh, Luke Rockhold's done. He got knocked out by Jan Bohovic. He got knocked out by Yoro Romero. Like, who doesn't? Right. You know, Jan Bohovic, that loss now does not look as bad as it did in that moment. So, um, I'd like to see him come back, but I'd like to see him fight at 185. So, I don't. I love the fight. I think the bad blood sells itself. And for a guy like Luke right now, who's lost a few times in a row, um, a couple times, two or three, he's lost two in a row or three, two, right? Off the top of my head, he lost to uh, Romero said, and then uh, and then Jan. Three? No, no, Romero and Jan. Romero yeah, and Jan over so David two. Branch. He's lost two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he's lost two in a row. I'd like it's to so see long. him in those fun fights, right? Those fun fights, like him and Anthony Smith, is a fun fight that. It starts off as a fight that just two guys that don't like each other, but the winner comes out if they look good. You're like, oh man, maybe this guy like is viable still. You know, maybe he's still a contender. So, yeah, I think this is I think it's a good one. But hey, Paul Craig, it's like okay, that's a great fight too. I mean, that's yeah. a great fight with him and Paul Craig too. It, it probably is more. It's probably more right for the division and where the division's going. But who can? I mean, you and I both love a fun fight. Yeah, the bad blood is so much fun, and, and Anthony's such a nice, mild mannered guy that to I say I, him I, rag the way he did to Luke. It changed yes, him, right? Like it, it changed nice. him. I know. Uh, the awesome. other one that also makes sense is Thiago Santos, who beat Anthony at 185, uh, and then he moved up, and and Thiago's coming off a loss. To you know, kind of makes sense. They both lost to Jones, so there are options for him now that he won. There are options, and I'm happy about that because, like I said, he's one of the good guys in the sport. You so, know, I like Anthony Smith. I, I really do. Um, and it was good for Anthony to get back and win against someone, uh, regardless of what you think of Devin Clark, who had shown a lot of improvement. You know, one thing that stood with me with Devin Clark, one time I spoke to him, he told me he had never been in a fist fight in his whole life. Wow. So I was like, wow, this guy, he, he, he's not like Devin is not naturally a fighter, right? He's a guy that's an athlete that has learned and taught himself to be okay inside of an octagon, which is absurd, but he'd never been in a fist fight. So He's not just this naturally, just natural fighter per se. 
But Anthony needs to go beat someone else now because there are a lot of people that speak of Anthony and he, he beat Rashad, he beat Shogun, and mm-hmm. he beat Gustafson, right, on the way to the title? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? No, Gustafson like, was after the title. So he, so he beat and he beat Rashad, he beat Shogun, he beat somebody else that was kind of older to get a title shot. Who's yes. the third one? Gosh, now I'm, I'm and then I'm, people I'm, were like, Oh, he never really deserved to fight for the championship. You know, like it was it was odd. So for him to go and beat Gustafson, now win another 205 fight, if he can go put one of those bigger names on his resume, I think it would really help people to respect what he brings to this weight class. Volkan Ozdemir was the other one. Ozdemir. Got him. Yeah, right. Got him and title shot. Yeah. So it's like people were like, oh man, this wasn't the hardest path to a title shot. I mean, I fought Vulcan for the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't laugh at Vulcan. Um, all right, so so there's there's a few there's a few like, you know, uh, I guess things that happened in the aftermath of this or as a result of this change. So number one, so let's go through them if we can. Um, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis was supposed to happen. I love that fight. It was an important fight in the heavyweight division, but now of course it's not happening. Initially, I was turned. I was told that it was going to happen in December. It doesn't look like it's going to be December, at least for now. Maybe January. Do we agree that this is still the fight to make, despite the fact that it got delayed? I do. I mean, wait, wait. You, you're, you're even thinking about this? Like it's an obvious. No, no. Right? I do. Listen, because I'm thinking of. I just think of. I'm thinking of other things, right? What are you thinking of? Listen to this, right? Just listen to this. Okay. Jones needs a fight. Oh, stop it. Listen, listen, listen. Jones needs a heavyweight fight, no. right? We went through listen, this. Just listen. Jones needs a heavyweight fight. I say move Blades, right, to Jones. No. You're listen. insane. You're insane. Listen, just let me finish. Okay. Move Blades to Jones. Lewis Rosenstrike. Those are two real good fights. Listen, Ariel, it makes all the sense in the world because, one, Jones, Jones beats Blades. Nobody will ever say he doesn't belong in heavyweight. Blades beats, Jones. Blades beats Jones. Now he has beaten the greatest of all time in people's mind. Going up to heavyweight, he'll get his title shot right away. I think that's what you do. I, I know. And plus, Derek Lewis, I love Derek. <laughs> Derek said he's an All-American NCAA wrestler last week. Derek's <laughs> out of his mind. But Derek's going to get taken down by Curtis Blades over and over again. It's what's going to happen. But if Derek fights Jorginho Rosenstrike, they're going to be standing and banging Jeez. in that small octagon. This makes the this, this makes all the sense in the world. You can sit here and pout and go, oh, yeah. this well, is nuts. the fight. You're nuts. The money fight is John Jones fighting at heavyweight for the belt, not John Jones fighting Curtis Blades. Are you Bro, crazy? It doesn't matter who he it's fights at heavyweight. No, it does yes. not matter. No, it, it does. does not matter who Jones fights at heavyweight. Jones at heavyweight, it's 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 a big deal. So you're pulling the plug right now on Blades Lewis, and you're I'm putting, putting Lewis with I'm putting Lewis with Rosenstrike. This Jones is. Blades. I'm getting two fights, and I'm putting Jones and Blades on the same card as Miocic and Ganu. And now, if somebody pulls out, I'm putting Jones into that title fight. John Jones is a main event fighter. John Jones's heavyweight debut has to be a main event. Are you kidding me, he, but it, dude? Listen, or put him two weeks. Like I mean, two paper the pay per views month and month. Jones has to be a heavy main event. You're right. Yeah. I agree. Jones' heavyweight debut needs to be main event. Put him in the pay-per-view the month before Nagano and Gano. I don't know if John Jones, Curtis Blades is a pay-per-view main event. It is a pay-per-view. If John Jones is fighting in a main event, it's a pay-per-view. Belt yeah. or no belt. Well, I agree a, with that. I was kind of crazy, though, right? Yeah. You were one of the biggest people that would say every main event doesn't have to have a title on the line. Yeah. They can still do, I'm telling you right now that Jones versus Blades is a pay-per-view main event. It is. I, I just think you're playing with fire because if Curtis Blades wins, you don't get to capitalize guess on what, John though? Jones. But then guess what, though? But then guess what, though? What? Then Curtis Blades becomes the guy that beat the guy. And now you can Why sell can't him we just do Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis? I don't believe. I don't believe. You don't think Derek Lewis could beat Curtis Blades? That's what you're saying. No, man. I just I never said that. I'm saying that I feel Sounds like, like you're Rosen, I said him and Rosenstrike is a much funner fight because they're going to be throwing blows out there. And then I believe that Curtis Blades and Jones is a great fight at heavyweight because first you put. You, Curtis Blades gets the big name. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that he's missing. Sure. And Jones also gets that very high level contender to give himself that championship fight against Mio. Derek Lewis, a former title contender. Bro, Fought I hear, you, I hear you, my brother. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, my brother. I really do. That makes all the sense in the world. And everybody in the back, Ariel, 
Like, yeah. I know you don't have it on grid view where you can see everyone. Sure. They're I all see everybody. Shaking. They're all like going like this. No, you guys are They're nuts. all agreeing with me in the back right now. To You're all nuts. the people in the back, to all of you in the back, do you, you feel DC? They're all like, yeah, DC, we feel you. That's, okay. the, that's the four that should happen. We'll agree to disagree on that one. But then COVID-19 rears its ugly head and affects this weekend's main event as well because we were supposed to get, well, first we were supposed to get Jack Hermanson versus Darren Till. Then it became Jack Hermanson versus Kevin Holland, potential 2020 fighter of the year. Then we find out on Saturday morning, Kevin Holland is out and in enters my good bud, Marvin Vittori. So Marvin Vittori, the he Italian. Mad at me too. What's he's mad at Marvin you now. Vittori, man? What's he Marvin mad about? Vittori hate, he, Marvin Vittori hates me, bro. Marvin Guilt, Vittori hates me for some reason. Guilty by association. No, Marvin Vittori bro, hates like, everyone. Marvin Vittori sent me a, a message on Twitter was like, get DC off the commentary. He's terrible. I'm like, Marvin this Vittori, guy. what is wrong with you? You know he how you spell mad. Marvin Vittori? H-A-T-E-R. That's how you spell Marvin You know Marvin what Marvin Vittori. Vittori is mad about? What? He was mad because he felt like when I called his fight versus Israel Adesanya, I did not Hold give off. him enough credit. He told me this. Look, hats off to Marvin. He said it in my face. Right? He didn't say it behind my back. We went to a fighter meeting in, in Jacksonville. He came right Respect. up to me. He told Respect. me. He goes, hey. I go, what's the problem? He's, he said, he said, DC, you're going to call my fight more down the middle this time? He goes, because last time against Israel Asanya, I felt like you were giving him so much credit. I said, Marvin, I said, I, I've said constantly that you fought him better than anybody else. Like, I don't know what else I can do. But he, he told me, but in, in, he didn't fight that night in Jacksonville. I don't recall. Call, when did, has he fought lately? Yeah, he fought at the Apex. But did I call the fight? Was it one um, of the ones that I might have been? I mean, who was he fighting against? Uh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot with these random fights here asking, all day. You know all this stuff, bro. You yeah, know I mean, all this. <laughs> Listen, Marvin Vittori ain't top of mind for me. Just, if I'm just, being realize, just answer the question. When did, <laughs> did Marvin fight last? And I might have called this the fight. Marvin. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let me just get, pull it up here. He fought Carl Roberson. I mean, I probably was there. The Cynthia Calvillo, Jessica I fight. I don't think you called. No, that I wasn't one. there. I didn't yeah, call yeah. that fight, right? But like, it obviously it it didn't. The explanation I gave him didn't suffice. Because he's still on the internet, like taking shots Listen, at me. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not surprised about all that because he thinks the whole world is out against him. Here's Why? The, the bottom line. I don't know. The bottom line is he's a great fighter. He's got a big opportunity. Props to him for taking this fight mm -hmm. on a week's notice because he was supposed to fight Jacare um, at 256 in two weeks. Now he's getting a main event fight. Mm -hmm. And it's a great fight for Europe as well because you have two European fighters going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. The question is, in a weird way, would you agree, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way, <laughs> He will. He okay. will. Better matchup for Jack. Better matchup for Jack. Holland or Vittori? Uh, I don't think I don't think either one of them is a, a, a great wash? matchup for Jack Hermanson. I think it's really? a wash. I think you think Jack Hermanson is losing. I think I think Marvin Vittori is really good. Okay, I so really I think Marvin Vittori is really good, regardless so of his wash. personality. I yeah. think Marvin Vittori is really, really good. I think that I honestly, it's hard. You shouldn't ask me questions like this, right? Because it make it feel like I'm disrespecting somebody. Hmm. I think Jack I mean, Hermanson trying to take Kevin Holland down. I mean, Kevin has looked so good lately, man. I don't know. It's a tough match. It's a, either match was tough. I do believe that Marvin Vittori is be hard for him to get that fight to the ground. He's a strong guy. Strong, big. He has brothers, by the way. Maybe that's why he's so mad at everyone. The who? The Diaz brothers. Marvin Vittori trains with the Diaz brothers? He has, yeah. He trains with Kings MMA. He trains with Cafiel Cordero. No, but I'm saying he has trained with the Diaz brothers. I've yeah, seen but I don't, I don't know. But he, I think Marvin Vittori is a very tough matchup for... for Marvin Vittori is a tough matchup for everybody. He's good. He's no, this really, is really interesting. Good. It's a big step up for him. And then as a result of this... We're getting Kevin Holland against Jacare. Should put a little asterisk on that because as of right now, Kevin Holland is still positive for COVID-19. We hope he gets better. We hope he tests negative. But they did the old switcheroo because they took the, yeah. the Jacare fight, put him in the main event, and then put Kevin Holland in the Jacare fight uh, at 256. Would you say, okay, you can't, you can't really give a firm answer on, on the first question. Second question, Holland's getting as crazy as it may sound but Jacare just isn't Jacare of old. He's probably getting the easier matchup, right? He, he went from Jack Man. to Jacare. Jack beat Jacare. Bro, Jack beat Jacare, but here's the, here's the deal. Hmm. These matchups, right, for Kevin Holland, if they're standing with Kevin, Jack Hermanson's getting pieced up, Jacare's getting tuned up. They both have to try to take him to the ground to win. So I think he's going to fight a very similar style. As long as his takedown defense holds up, I think Kevin Holland will beat Jacare, just as I thought, 
he would have beaten Jack Hermanson if his takedown defense held, holds up, you know, but he just needs to be wrestling a lot. You know, Kevin Holland is a, a cool guy and, you know, he has plans to come on train with me at AKA after his next really? fight. So That's yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. He's going to come on train with me and Deron win after the fight to kind of, because he's, he's very tough. He's a good kid. Really nice guy. So same type of fight. I think, I think it's the same type of fight, but I, I think Docker is still very dangerous. Can I just say something? I think we all kind of owe an apology to UFC 256. UFC 256, some way, somehow, it's a has great, it's a great, a great pay-per-view card. It's this a is a great pay-per-view. Main event, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, which I will be honest, I'm more interested in than Figueredo Perez. I think it will be oh, a closer matchup. And Moreno's you a great felt, guy. You you kind of, in, in Alex Perez's fight, you knew he was in a big spot, mm. but he was up against it. It just felt like he was up against it. I spoke to Moreno last week. His family comes, their family business is piñatas. That's what they make. They make piñatas. How cool is that? Yeah. Also, he's an avid Lego builder. All he does is like to build Legos and and uh, and buy like funk pop dolls. I mean, the guy's fascinating. I love Brandon Moreno. I know you love this backstory stuff. You can use that on the broadcast, by the way. Lego, <laughs> say you spoke to my guy, Hawani, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you know, I will you know be. Uh, okay, Ferguson, I- Ferguson yeah. du Bronx. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. We spoke about Tremendous it last fight. week. Uh, JDS versus Surreal Gun, which just kind of crept up on me. This is a big fight for the undefeated big fight Frenchman. for Surreal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hanato Moicano against Hafa Fazayev, the guy who did the Matrix thing on yep. Fight Island. Remember that? Yep, yep, yep. I remember that. Ruby SC fighter. And then Holland versus Jacare. That's the main card. Also, uh, Mackenzie Dern. I mean, like. It's a great card. It turned into a great card. But that that's what happens. I, I said this a couple weeks ago when we came off of 255. It's like. People kind of crap on these cards. This is the 256 is better than 255. It's though. better. Yeah. But people crap on these cards and then they deliver. 255 delivered for a card that did not have the star power that jumped off the page. This one, Davis and Figueroa will turn around that quick. Having the guys that are on the card, it's going to be a great card. And I can't wait. I'm glad I'm calling it. Yes. Um, so that's next weekend, 256. This weekend is the Fight Like Hell UFC Fight Night event, uh, and it is now headlined by Marvin Vittori versus Jack Hermanson. If Marvin wins, I hope he cracks a smile. Like, can you just love life a little more? Marvin Vittori wins. Marvin Vittori is from Marvin Italy. Marvin wins. I mean, La what's Vita he right now? Eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there? He should be in the top five, six if he wins this fight. Marvin, la vita e bella, all right? Come on. <laughs> you're Italian. You're supposed to be high on life. My family's from Milano. We know about being high on life. Marvin, not, cheer up, not, bud. Marvin's just not the happiest guy, man. But maybe that's what motivates him. Maybe that's what cares him. But he did say it to my face, which is very surprising. I've had, I've had guys say stuff online that won't say it in your face, but Marvin Vittori did. He asked me straight up about it. Grazie. Grazie mille. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So there I am earlier in the week, DC. And I have to say, one thing that kind of grinds my gears, I love boxing. You know I love boxing. I've been watching boxing long before I watched MMA. I mean, I grew up in Montreal, which is one of the all-time great fight towns. There's a guy named Davey Hilton and Stefan Ouellette, the Otis and uh, Otis Grant and Howard Grant, the Grant brothers. I mean, boxing in Montreal is, 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 is legendary stuff. And so I love boxing. And, and one thing that grinds my gears is I find that the, 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 the boxing community, sometimes they get a little sanctimonious. You know, they get a little bit like high on their, uh, on their britches and they're like, oh, you know, this is good. This is not good. Oh, we talk about belts. We talk about commission. And all week long, they're comparing they're complaining about this tyson jones fight all week long they're complaining about the rules they're complaining about this these same people dc four months ago when this fight was announced were saying 250 year old guys should not be fighting oh they're gonna ruin their legacy it's not safe what kind of commission would sanction this thing Mm -hmm. fight week by the way the rules have been out for months they somehow stumble upon the fact that oh wait two minute rounds Eight rounds, 12-ounce gloves, no no knockouts. Like, oh, what's going on here? And they're creating this whole big stink all week long, <laughs> not enjoying the event. And guess what? It turned out to be one of the most fun events 
of 2020. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., <laughs> Staples Center, Mora Ranallo, Israel Desanya, Snoop Dogg on the call. That was fun. In the end, it ended in a draw. Probably my least favorite part of the night was the fact that it ended in a draw because, of course, we all know that Tyson won. But come on, you have to admit, you A, love that, and B, Mike Tyson exceeded expectations. It wasn't embarrassing. It didn't hurt his legacy. In fact, it probably helped his legacy. At 54, we saw vintage Mike throwing hooks with power and ferocity. It was fun. It's okay to have fun, boxing community. It's okay to have fun. You know what's so crazy about boxing is, like, I love boxing. Like, I, I've, I've said stories time and time again about growing up watching in Louisiana. But people start to worry. Boxing is dead. Boxing is dead. But when the world starts to pay attention, right, and pay attention when it's not just Canelo or it's not just Floyd. People are paying attention for, for Mike and Roy, even though it may not have been um, at the highest level. It's still everybody was paying attention on boxing. And now you want to become uh, uh, peeved and, and everybody's up in an uproar when the reality is. And I said this on my Instagram the other day, which got hundreds of thousands of views. I was like, hey, if someone told me, Daniel, you can go to Tyson Ranch. You're going to watch Roy Jones and Mike Tyson spar. All you got to do is pay 50 bucks. I'm like, hey, take my 50 bucks. I'm going. Spar with headgear, right? I with mean, headgear. Watch. With headgear. Yeah. They can yeah. wear shin pads. They can wear elbow pads. We just need to make sure these guys are protected. I would have went and watched those guys spar. Me too. So for it to be happening, again, honestly, I was worried. I was worried. Oh, man, you know, Mike's going to try to hurt him. And, and, you know, Roy Jones might not be able to do this. And how are they going to control him? Because the last Mike we saw, he's, you know, he was a madman and, quit on the stool from biting all these other things we had saw told us that Mike Tyson would lose his mind out there this weekend, but he didn't, but he didn't. He fought well. And Roy Jones fought good in at times. Mike Tyson was much more prepared for this fight than Roy Jones was. Amen. Is that safe to say? Yes. Mike was much more prepared for than Roy, right? Yes. He was in shape. Yes. He was doing these rounds like nothing. He was doing the two minute rounds and going he back to the gone three minute rounds. Roy couldn't, he could have fought 12 minutes. He could have yeah. fought 12 rounds. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson looked like at 55 years old, he could have fought 12, three-minute rounds, maybe not with the ferocity that he had back in the 90s, but still. And he looked good. His punches looked good. Combinations looked good. And at times, we saw vintage Roy Jones. One time, Roy Jones threw a jab. Boom! Pop Mike Tyson, right? Step with the left foot in front. Like, you know, my, Roy Jones always was a guy that could cross his feet. Something mm -hmm. you're told not to do in boxing. Roy hit him with the jab. Boom! Left foot cross. Came back. Step pivot. Turned back to the center. And he was like, wow. I remember watching Roy Jones do this in his heyday where he would pop you with the jab, move, 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 circle back to the center, and you're chasing. Mike was chasing him. I remember watching Mike Tyson. Did, I mean, Mike Tyson's head movement looked great. I mean, Amazing. dude, that was crazy. The way he was, like, seeing the punches and slipping, mind you, he, he, he partied himself a little bit before he left the locker room. Like, he's just – it's crazy that he was – these guys were able to do this. Bro, it was fantastic. I loved every single part of it. I didn't like the draw. I mean, Mike won and give it to him, but he was fine with it. They had it these three like old, you know, they had Christy Martin and, and Chad <laughs> well, Dawson. I was watching, dude, Vinny Pazienza scored yeah, a fight. Yeah, and he was showing his card. I was like, what is Vinny Paz doing? What is Vinny Paz watching? But DC, when Mike Tyson fought Kevin McBride in 2005 in, in Washington, DC, the Mike Tyson who fought on Saturday beats that be Mike Tyson from 15 years ago. 55-year-old Mike yes, Tyson today. 54, exact, yes. Leave that Kevin McBride from yes. 2005 age that he was at that moment and put him in with the 55 year old Mike Tyson from last weekend, that Mike Tyson would beat Kevin McBride. It, 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 it felt like a big event. It looked like pride. It, the it ring was, was, the ring was all white. The lighting was great. Tyson was ready. And so the question is like, does Mike Tyson have something here with this? No, no no, 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 no. Listen, what? listen, listen. I don't want to see Mike fighting. I want to see Mike continuing to do these exhibitions. I, I would, I would tune in every time to watch him go at it like this. Um, not all the time, but like once, maybe a couple times a year for a year or two. Be but fun. for how long? Two years. Does this two years? But does this work? Like we saw him. He if ended he, on a high if he note. Does this three times. If he does this three times, I would watch three times. I'm actually surprised you said three. If I if he does this three times, I will watch him three times. With a Roy Jones, uh, let's like see. You want to see him fight a Holyfield? If him and Evander start, could you could you imagine? That would be great to watch him and Evander kind of put on a sparring match. Like those are the things I would like to. I would like to see it. It would feel big, especially if we can watch Mike Tyson and Evander go out there spar eight rounds, then come together at the end. I know that they're, the bad blood is kind of like drifted yeah. away between the two, but to see them in a combative environment and then still be okay, I would love to see that, man. I think 
I think there's value in that. I think there's value in a lot of these. I think, two, yeah, two or three times I can watch him do it. It's, it's funny because as much as I enjoyed it, and especially watching him, and, you know, we talk so much in combat sports about the depressing end, right? More often than not, it ends in a depressing way. So it was nice to see him kind of go out on his own terms. I would actually be okay if he never fought again, if this mm-hmm. was it, if this was the the lasting image that we see of Mike Tyson in, in the ring. Because, DC, people almost forget Mike Tyson, I was watching an interview with Mike Tyson and Howard Stern yesterday from 2013. Mike Tyson in that interview said he was broke, said he had no money seven years ago. Mike Tyson is far from broke right now. And a lot of credit actually goes to his wife. Um, I believe her name is Kiki, who, who really turned him around from a health standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a business standpoint. He's got this Tyson Ranch. He's got a podcast. He's got all this stuff, this League of Legends thing. Like he is a success story now later in life when it looked like he was going down the path of so many other boxers who are left with nothing, who are, you know, in a depressing state and all this stuff, Tyson has really turned things around. And so I'm okay if this was it. And now he launches this new league. Now the question to me is, okay, is there, is there a future for a league like this? Cause remember Vitor Belfort has been trying to do something like this and other fighters, and maybe even you, maybe even you come out of retirement at some point, (laughs) is there an interest in a league of legends for combat sports where but, the old timers fight, or is that just a little weird? Cause we're talking about combat sports, but I only believe that it works if they're, it works when it's like what Mike and Roy did where they fought hard, but nobody was getting knocked out. Right? Like you saw him landing hard. But Mike was trying to knock him out. I think, I think Mike was hitting him hard, harder to the body than in the head. I think he was hitting him hard, but harder to the body than he was in the head, which that to me was like crazy because like, when, when did you ever think that Mike Tyson would have control in sparring? Like, he seemed like, he, you, I know you put something there, like, you think Mike Tyson was going easy on Roy Jones? Bro, he wasn't. He, he wasn't, bro, he wasn't going easy, but he was not trying to kill him. He was fighting with control. It looked like when me and Cain Velasquez or somebody would spar in the gym. If Habib is sparring with Islam Makachev, he punches him hard, but he's not trying to knock him out. Wouldn't you say it was like a, a step above that? Like he was trying no, to win that fight. I feel me. like that's really? what it was. Really? I feel like he to the body, he was hitting him really hard. And yeah. again, that's another thing. If when, when they're hitting to the body, we hit hard, but to the head, it's like you're hitting and you're hitting fairly hard, but you're not gonna like really knock nobody out. That's why you don't see us getting our guys getting knocked out in the gym. Because we're never really just sitting out. I remember there was a time when AKA was knocking everyone out over there. We but... weren't getting knocked out, though. We were just getting hurt, training yeah, yeah. too hard. Right. We weren't getting like knocked out cold, and nobody was going to sleep inside the gym in the sparring room. So it, I, I felt that's what it was. So I know you got on people for saying Mike Tyson wasn't going easy. Mike Tyson was fighting with control. I think he was hitting him to the body really hard. It looked like he hurt him bad in like the sixth, seventh round. But up to the head, he was hitting him hard, but not at 100%. But here's the thing that was driving me nuts. The same people, DC, who were saying these guys shouldn't be fighting were then complaining that there were too many rules restricting it from being a quote unquote real fight. It's like, which one is it, guys? Do you care about their health and safety or do you not? Do you want to see two 50 year olds get, get, you know, bashed in the brains or do you want to see them? And I thought the rules actually protected them. I think two minute rounds made it a better fight. And so, but this is, this is the best part. Those same people who were complaining earlier that it was, it was, it was, it was a sham that two 50 year olds were fighting. were complaining last week that, you know, it was a sham that they were allowing this to happen with two minute rounds and all this stuff. And the same people DC who have been calling Jake Paul a sham mm-hmm. for fighting were then saying, you don't play boxing. Nate Rock, <laughs> you don't play so the same people who are saying Jake Paul is, is just some guy who has no business being in race. Can I say were something? Then saying, Beware, what, what? Can I say something? You, you, you get the hypocrisy, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. But can I say something? Yeah. Jake Paul can actually fight. Thank and you. All these, Jake Paul can actually fight. Thank and you. Jake Paul can fight. And all these dudes that are just randomly calling this dude out. Dude can fight, man. I, you know, I was watching him. because Look, let me tell you. I don't know who Jake Paul is. I don't know if Jake Listen, Paul can walk right. He's a polarizing right, guy. There's a lot look, that he, he says Paul and does. Can walk right, Jake Paul can walk right past me. I wouldn't even bat an eye. I don't know who it is. People that chase him, I wouldn't know. But when I watched this kid fighting, did he fight somebody before already? Yes, yes. He's won and he won. He won, right? So when I saw him fighting Nate Robinson, when in reality, Nate knew nothing. Like, Nate did not know what he was doing. But when Jake was hitting him and he started throwing the jab to the body, right? He started jabbing to the body. I was like, okay. I was like, this kid knows how to fight. Mm -hmm. Like, this kid knows how to fight, right? Because if you're just an internet guy, he's just head hunting he's throwing dark, like quick floyd mayweather threw jabs to the body like that that's what that's how floyd would break down his opponent it frustrates you right jab to the body jab to the sternum and then when nate roberts he hit him with some nasty check shots whenever nate was rushing 
That's what got Nate. He had Nate with a nasty check hook and, and face planted him when Nate was charging him. But that's what you see. That's why all these guys that run around the world talking about how tough they are and they want to fight with the MMA guy or the boxing guy. Don't do that. It does not work because when you're attacking an MMA fighter or a boxing guy, they see things. But wait a second. Is Jake a boxing guy? Because all this time I was told I think he wasn't Jake, a boxing guy. I think he's a boxing guy. I was okay. watching. He's a boxing I agree. guy, bro. I agree. Hey, and the kid trained because after the fight, mm-hmm. after the fight, I go to his Instagram and yep. I'm like trying to see what the guy's been doing. The dude's been training. He has a legit even, coach, BJ Flores. Yeah. He takes it seriously. So does his brother. DC, I got so much hate for posting Jake <laughs> Paul face off. How dare you? You're supposed Duke to be can fight, man. Plus, the guy, say what you will about his persona. I know nothing about I learned about them through boxing. Mm-hmm. This is a sport, believe it or not, that a lot of people, I know we don't agree. We don't agree with the sentiment, but this is a sport that people were saying was dying, that it's only for old yep. folks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Here you have a 20-year-old oh, kid, wait, 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 essentially, wait. Who's bringing younger eyeballs to a yes, sport and, by the way, is taking it seriously, is training, and everyone's getting so mad. I think out of jealousy, I think they don't like the fact that he walks around with the shades and the teeth and the hair and the chain and acts like he's a rapper and, and says a lot of stuff that, to me, is, is, is dumb and offensive. But, hey, when you talk about boxing only in a box – as a boxer, he's taking it seriously. And then after, he gets people even more upset because in the same breath, this has never happened and will never happen again. In the same breath, he calls out Dylan Dennis and Conor McGregor. <laughs> no one ever has called out Dylan Dennis and Conor At McGregor. At the same time? I want to say something right now. Jake Paul no, in a boxing Connor, match? Connor beats, Connor beats Jake Paul in a boxing match. Easy. I mean, that's not Connor even a question. Connor beats Jake Paul in a boxing match, but Con- Jake Paul beats Dylan Dennis. I was going to – You Jake stole Paul, my line. Jake, Jake Paul, Paul beats Dylan listen, Dennis. Listen, Jake Paul beats Dylan Dennis in a boxing match. Yes, but Jake Paul doesn't beat Connor. Connor can not. box. Connor's like Connor's the real deal. Connor but would whoop his ass. I think he, Jake, beats, he beats Dylan Dennis. I think he beats Dylan. Dylan does not need to fight Jake Paul because he'll get beat up. Dylan Dude, Dennis would do that fight tomorrow. He would do that fight. To, it's the biggest fight that he can get. Jake how's Paul. How's he going to beat Jake Paul? The kid. But the, he wants Jake it. Can, and Jake Paul's big. He's kind of big. One eighty nine. He, he way bigger than, 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 than he looked way bigger than Nate. Yeah, well, he's also a lot taller. Nate's, I think, what, 5'9", he's 6'1", or something. But here's the thing. You do the fight at 185. Look, if Jake Paul wants to progress as an actual boxer, at some point he's going to have to graduate. No, he's got to graduate from the YouTubers and the NBA players and all that stuff. And I, you know I love the NBA. NBA players can't fight. Like They, they can't, can't throw punches. We All, all knew the guys that are happen. saying they want to fight him now, yeah. like, don't, guys. Guys, please calm down. Jake Metal Paul, World did, Peace. Because you don't, hey, hey, guys, Metal World Peace. And then who's the other guy that was another guy? Like, guys. You don't want to end up losing to Jake Paul. Like, I mean, I know one thing. You don't want to lose to Jake Paul. I mean, the Paul, memes. Right? I feel Nate bad for Nate. Nate is bad. It's bad. bad for it's bad. It's bad. There was a video. I saw I saw a meme, and it was Mike Tyson and Roy in the middle of the ring, and they had Nate just laying under the rope. They said, Man, Nate's still in there. Like he was like Nate yeah, Roberts was still just laying there on the ground. Like, I won't make fun of him, and I know you won't as well, because bro. I give him a lot of credit for stepping in there. He didn't have bro, to do that. But why did he think? I mean, what did he do? What did he do for the life? You can't learn to box in three months. It takes too much time. And you could tell that those that kid, Jake Paul, has been training longer than a few months. Now, him calling out Connor, him his brother calling out Floyd Mayweather, because I went down a Paul rabbit hole the other yeah, day. I know, it's I know. Like, well, I, was, I was like, yo, who is one. this dude? I was yeah. like, who is this Jake Paul? It's it's insane. Floyd Mayweather would destroy his brother. But you just but Jake Paul, Dylan Dennis, you in or you out? I'm in. Jake Paul, Dylan Dennis, I'm in. Okay, what about this one? Anderson Silva, Roy Jones. I'm in. I'm in. I'd like to see Anderson. I'd like to see Anderson box Roy Jones. Yes. Not MMA. I'm just, I I just, I think I'm, I think I'm just kind of like, reality is like, I was watching all this stuff going on last couple weeks with Anderson. It's sad, bro. Everyone's turning it down. It's so sad, bro. Like, people would have given up anything, given up anything to touch Anderson Silva and have him compete. And now everyone's like, nah, I'm passing. I'm passing. It's sad. So to see uh, Ryzen say, yeah, we'll take it. That it, Dude, it made my heart kind of flutter a little bit. Like, I felt good. I was like, okay, the guy still wants to fight. You can't tell somebody when the fire's going. You really can't. But I'll prefer him in those types of situations, him and Roy. It's too bad it's not like early October because Roy versus Anderson in an exhibition boxing match, New Year's Eve in Japan would actually, I don't know if there's enough time now, would actually be kind of fun because newer fans might not know this, but Anderson was dying to fight Roy when he was the UFC middleweight champion, the pound for pound king, but the UFC never wanted to let him do it. Roy wanted to do it. So maybe we'll see that. By the way, uh, and this is all well and good. I just want to say this. 
Israel Adesanya, this man has a future in commentating. He did such a phenomenal job. Now, the one thing I didn't like, I didn't like that they put, stop rolling your eyes. Don't be jealous. He no, no I'm not jealous. It's just, that, it's just that you've been, you've been beating his drum since freaking Saturday morning. No, I was blown away. I was blown, blown away by Izzy. I mean, what hey, listen, can't he if, do? If, what can't can I say this? Can do? I say this? Can I say yeah. this? Yeah. First off, the champ looked like a million bucks. I he mean, the look champ like, looked like I a million mean, bucks. The, bow tie, the champ yeah. looked like he looked like a million bucks out there. Yes. He did a fran- he did a fantastic job on the commentary. Thank you. He he was very like I don't know why was, I'm thanking you. Yeah, why are you thanking yeah. me? <laughs> thinking, you know, so do you represent Izzy now? But like, oh, thank you, thank you for complimenting. Him. Like, shut up. But listen, uh, uh, he carried himself great in the moment. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg can Snoop Dogg is great. But he's funny. I didn't like that he was in the main event. I thought he took Izzy's shine in the main. He was good yeah, for the call, man. He's joking. He's Too playing. Much. He's messing around. Izzy handled himself well under those circumstances. But if Israel Adesanya can't call a boxing match, then he can't do commentary. He's a striker. He has to be able to do well under those circumstances. I do believe that he could do it in terms of full mixed martial arts, too, or kickboxing. I think he does have a future. But... This was a great – it's like me going to call a wrestling match. You think I would shine in a wrestling match? You're trying to take credit away from – No, from, no, I'm from, saying it's great. Izzy. I'm saying he did great, but it's like you. you over here. You've been telling me for three days how great he did. I'm like, he, he, he has to. He knew when to speak. He knew, By the way, he did way better than Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, God Bro, bless Sugar Ray Leonard. No, 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 no. Listen, Sugar Ray's been doing it for years. There's no excuse for him to not – He's a little overrated. He's a little overrated. Sugar Ray not to be able to – for Sugar Ray to not command the, the space a little bit better – um, was very surprising, but I thought Izzy did great. Moro and Izzy, Izzy was, in, was a match made in heaven. I want to see Izzy more of them. A, it, Izzy was in a great situation to look like the star that he is, and he freaking took full advantage of it. I mean, yeah. No, I don't agree. I was there, on his yes, Instagram yes. today. I, I don't know about him and the, the after parties and hanging yeah, out. Yeah, that was a little, a little weird. That was a little weird. I, I don't can't that. believe he weird. did that, but yeah. don't be surprised if we, you know, see Izzy yeah, yeah, with yeah, the COVID nineteen. No, but hopefully not. It's like that's insane. I hope not. But it's just he, dude. He owned it. He looked like a million bucks. He, he spoke well. He was very clear. He was very direct. I thought he did great. So it was fun. It was fun to get something a little different. I, I think everyone who was worried that they would embarrass themselves, okay, you can chill out. They did hey, not listen, embarrass listen, themselves. Listen. And there's a lot more to come. What? You want to be – hey, listen. You can't be embarrassed. The only embarrassing thing that happened this weekend was watching – the Denver Broncos with no quarterback. Uh, like, I mean, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. What Roy Jones and Mike Tyson did was not embarrassing at all. Those guys did all. good. And the when, production was great. And the music great. actually didn't bother me. Like, the whole thing was fun. They could have did it at Tyson Ranch. Though. That would only that would have yeah. made it better. They didn't need the Staples Center. I get it. They want to feel big. They didn't need that big venue. But whatever. Whatever. So we'll see if this is a new promotion. We'll see if they have a future. Hearing some rumblings, maybe coming back in March. We'll see. I heard that they sold some good pay-per-views too. I heard it did well. I I think it does. If there wasn't any streaming, I think it would do over a million. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey. You never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey. You never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Uh, I want to ask you about a new promotion, DC. What can you tell us about reports out there that your boy and mine, let's be honest, these days more my boy because I've been having his back when no one else is having his back. Habib is buying a promotion. What could you tell us about this? Are you the new president? Are you the president? I hear that you're going to be the president. You're going to be the Dana White of the new Eagle Fighting Championships. I I didn't even know Habib was buying a promotion. I had no idea. Well, first he puts out, 
Last week, he puts out, see you soon, Dana White. Then a report comes out of Russia saying that he's buying this promotion, which I believe was Gorilla Fighting Championship. And now mm. he's going to turn it into Eagle Fighting Championship, which I think is very cool. And that maybe they'll be working together. I don't know. I was just wondering if you can clear up the rumors that you will be put in as the head of this promotion. You'll be the Dana White <laughs> of hey, Eagle Fighting Championship. I have no idea. Fall. I didn't even know this thing was going on. I didn't sounds know like you're, it sounds like I you saw, know you don't want I to saw, talk out of, out, of, out of turn. I saw Habib launched a mobile uh service mm. and that was kind of the last thing i saw was that it's he launched long. a mobile service i haven't i haven't spoken to the champ in the cup but i'm talking to him even a couple weeks now so i probably should reach out today see how he's doing seems like you're not telling us the truth <laughs> i seriously don't know like this i don't know what was up I with that know. instagram post see you soon i don't know maybe he's in a fight i don't know like i actually don't know it's like every I, week again, back forth back forth, again, back forth like right like it's again like i can't continue <laughs> to ask him about that as like are you fighting? Are you not fighting? Because again, my our friendship, I value more than anything on the other side. I don't want to, I don't want to, cause it, cause the reality is this. Can I say something? Yeah. I just, I don't want it to sound like crazy. Like I value the friendship. If he wants to fight, I'm all in. If he doesn't want to fight, I don't really care. Like, so his career, honestly, like his career at this point, like, I don't really, I don't really, it doesn't really matter all that much because like, I'm going to support whatever he does. If he decides not to fight, then don't fight. If he decides to fight, then fight. I don't I don't really care. So it's not like I I really spend much time like thinking about whether or not he's going to fight or not. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No, what I mean, like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to say I don't no, care I about Habib. I care about him as a friend. I know. But it's just like, I'm not, I don't, I don't spend my days like wondering if, if he is or if he isn't. Like, that's for you to do. My you know, advice like, to him would be like, hey, hey, Habib, I love you. I don't, I don't want to pry. Please, when you have something to say, Go to Ariel, okay? It's been, yeah. you know, it's it's just it's uncomfortable with me and and you like I'm your friend. I'm not a reporter. It's just, it's just, Go to Ariel. It's just, the reality is, like I said though, like I'm not. When I talk, we haven't even. Last time we spoke, we talked about our children. Like of we course. didn't talk. That's about... That's what friends do. We don't. Yeah, talk we didn't fighting, talk about you know? fighting or any other stuff, right? So it's like I don't know what's going on with Habib. That's kind of like when he's ready to talk about it to the world or to me, he'll tell me. And then, but until then, we'll talk about everything else in life, and that's what matters. Because real, I don't really care. I really, the, the the guys at Islam, I care about Islam's career because it's still active right now, and that's where he's going. Habib's right. career, I don't, I don't really. It's not. It don't matter all that much to me right now because, you know, until he it. tells us what I he's get doing. It. I get it. It's the diplomatic answer. Um, I believe he'll come out, uh, they said, December 2nd and, and, and let the world know what he's doing. So I look forward to that. Uh, two last quick things before we go, DC. Number one, uh, got to give a shout out to Figgy, my guy, Figgy, Figgy, Figgy. He says, you don't give me bonus. I'm going back home. Not only did he get a bonus, he showed up in a sweet tracksuit with David White <laughs> and he got a bag, a UFC bag. bag of money. Cash. That's a mat. That's a shot caller. That's a baller right there. That's the new face of the <laughs> UFC. Because of that power move, he's now been vaulted up to number two in my rankings. All right. So it's your boy it's, Waleed. Your boy Waleed was in there. Dana, Dana, thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana. You love Waleed. You love him, huh? I mean, it's it's maybe the best pairing in MMA history, those two. And by the way, it's Vali, the, the W. Vali, Vali, Vali. Verdum, Vali. But that was a power move. You have to admit. Yeah, you know, it, was, it, was. it was a power move by Figgy. By the way, I don't know if you know this, former hairstylist and sushi chef. Wait, don't tell me the same story again, bro. <laughs> yeah. You've told me this like heard a million that. times. Yo, oh, he does hair. He does, don't tell me the same story a thousand times. He does hair. He's sushi chef. Oh, wait, maybe that was Anik. One of you guys keep telling me that this guy was a sushi no, you chef. Said I'm like, I don't you. care if he was a sushi chef. All I care about now <laughs> is that he can fight. Anik. God. You guys always tell that the same hurts. story. That hurts. Your two partners, you're confused. I mean, you can't do that. You got to keep us separate. Um, but the last thing I wanted to quickly touch on was, you know, okay, so we're getting Connor and and, uh, and Dustin on January 23rd, still up in the air if it's going to be for a belt, if it's going to be not for a belt. We're not going to know what we're going to do with the lightweight title. It sounds like they don't want to do anything right now. Can I just ask you very quickly here, this whole notion that Michael Chandler can't come back and fight in December or January because he just cut weight in October for a fight that he didn't even fight. Like he didn't actually get punched in the face yet. We're having guys like Figgy come back on two weeks notice. Hamzad coming back on 10 days notice. Guys, Yo, What's like, up with Hamzad? Is this, is this COVID story real? Oh, no, yeah. no, all good. Everyone said all good. So Hamzad still good? As of right this second, still good. Okay, good. good. But what's this thing? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Michael what's this thing? Have you heard this thing about Chandler? He just cut weight so he can't come back. I just back. saw something today that Chandler put that said training camp starts today. Yeah, well, hopefully. I just but saw he, that. But the last Chandler's two weeks. Fight. Yes, but why can't he come back if he cut weight in October when other guys are cutting weight and fighting and coming back in a week or two weeks? 
Well, I mean, they're really protecting this guy. I mean, yeah, I feel you gotta like think about it. You got to be honest. You got to think about this. Though. This is the prize. This is the prize jewel. You know, <laughs> this is the prize jewel. He's very. He's got to be careful with how you handle this Chandler situation. I mean, so you got to be know, very strategic in how you let him take on the world. And I agree. I agree. I I I I agree one thousand percent with the Chandler stick right now. I think what? it is fantastic. I think he's got everybody so frustrated. I don't know how he's managed to get the organization doing it with him. It's like, he's not even doing it by himself no more. It's like, he has got the organization helping him to just piss everybody off. It is the most amazing play that you've ever seen a free agent have because he could just sign up like Ben Askren did. He could just sign up, right? He could just make, okay, yeah. I'm fighting Robbie Lawler. He just signed up. And everybody was like, oh, cool. Ben Askren's making his UFC debut. Now everybody's still waiting for Michael Chandler. They're anticipating Michael Chandler. It's it's phenomenal. All Chandler they have to say is this exactly right. All they have to say is he's gonna fight on January 23rd, and that's that's all good. He's Don't he's say on it. the con. But what they're saying, say he can't say cut weight twice Don't in three it. months. Hey. He's, he's, I'm he's Chandler, Shawn Michaels. I'm, he's heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels yes, yes. in 1997 right now. If I'm if I'm if Sexy I'm Michael boy. Chandler, if I'm Chandler. I don't want my fight announced until late December, early January. Then it seems like I'm a suit. Oh my goodness. Chandler is now taking a fight on three weeks notice. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I don't want until January 2nd, announce that I'm fighting. Even if I know, don't announce my fight until January 2nd, make it seem like in 21 days, I'm going to step on the scale for my UFC debut. And then if you're Chandler, you step up there, 155 on the dot, looking ripped, and just kind of do you know that whole thing though that Michaels used yeah. to do like this? Yeah, and just yeah. kind of give it all to Chandler. Like if I'm Chandler, I'm playing this thing up all the way to the mount out. Ravishing Michael Chandler. Ravishing what a gimmick. Michael what a gimmick Chandler. he has right now. Oh, that's a great what's a great name. Ravishing Michael Chandler. Oh, that's great. All right. So that's the story, DC. Once again, UFC back this Saturday, December 5th. It's now Jack oh, Hermanson. Hey. hey. Big yes. shout out to Ariel Hawani and Jacqueline Hawani for the new chair for Luna. Oh, wow. okay. What? Talk about burying the lead. Wow. You want to talk about you want to talk about quality people? Hmm. You talk about the Hawani family out in Jersey. I mean, big package shows up to the house. Hmm. Luna with a personalized chair for her sitting pleasure. When she does, when she's old enough to watch Sesame Street, we can just sit her in there. And I can always say, hey, this is from Uncle Ariel. He took care of you and Aunt Jacqueline. I oh. mean, thank you, baby. Thank you, Hawani. Well, after the man. comment, you know, last week hey, about her hey, cooking. Hey, mazel you know. tov. Mazel tov. Thank you. Mazel thank tov. You. Thank you. Mazel tov. Thank you, thank hey, you. Hey, what about that Yamaku? The Yamaku. Okay, stop it now. Stop it. What about the other day I FaceTime you? You got on your Yamaku. You're like, uh, you're yeah, wearing was, your Yamaku. Saturday Yamaka. night. Saturday shoppers. night. I I loved it. I I swear I loved it, Ariel. I it was a spiritual looked, moment for me to be watching Tyson and Jones. I had to put on the Yamaka. Your Yamaka. 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 You spell you say Yamaka, but spell it like Yamaka. Yeah, the L is silent. Danny Rubenstein was very surprised that I could spell Yamaka. Well, you may have gotten a little help. I spelled it right. Yeah, I, I helped you. It right? I helped you. I'm really like staying in touch with my boys, you know, like I'm I'm, I'm one Happy of the Hanukkah, people, my know? brother. Happy Hanukkah, my brother. There my we brother. go. Okay, again, stuart.threadless.com. That's where you can purchase this sweet shirt in honor of the late great Stuart Scott, the man himself. And and hey, maybe we'll put DC's shirt. I think that that shirt could actually go for like 250 bucks. Forget I'll about sell, 25 I'll bucks. Sell, I'll sell this thing. The I'll, bootleg I'll, booyah shirt. DC hey, it's like I'm one of those stands outside New York City somewhere where I'm just yes, on outside stuff. the car. <laughs> I'm stealing designs. ESPN's gonna sue me. I'm stealing designs and everything. You're the guy standing outside of Madison Square Garden <laughs> with like the bootleg hey, Rock hey. Austin shirt. Yeah. After WrestleMania. This oh look bad, dude. Because then I didn't, I didn't put it on. After the one wash, it fades away. You know, it's classic. It's so classic. Uh, again, it's all to support the Stuart Scott Cancer Memorial Research Fund. This Saturday show, the UFC event is called UFC Fight Like Hell Fight Night. You got to love it. And it's headlined by Jack Hermanson versus Grazie Mille, Maru Vittori. All right, DC. Uh, good luck out there in our nation's capital. Thanks for joining us today. Another great episode of the show. We do want to remind everyone to continue to rate, download, subscribe, and review. Hello to everyone on the live chat. I mean, you talk about crazy people over there. Those are some crazy people. We love you all. Back next week, same time and place. Until then, we say peace. We're out of here.